Hey, uh, hey guys, welcome back to the Token Munchies Podcast. This is episode number 23. So, following along what I mentioned on our episode on Friday, episode 22, I'm going to cut this back to just once a week now, because I don't want to overload your ears with soft, succulent ear candy direct from Tokyo, because I already know you guys are getting enough of that from the Tokyo Munchies, all the candy that you're munching, all the snacks, the chocolates, the Kit Kats. I just want to, I want to be nice, I want to be easy, gentle. So, as we mentioned in the last podcast, we have some new segments, we have some new formats here. We have Walking in My Garden with Kyle, that is going to be our opener, we're going to be doing that every single episode. I'm not sure how well this is going to work though, because my garden is approximately the size of your closet, your, your refrigerator, maybe even your toilet. I don't know, because this is Japan, and this is Tokyo, and this is Tokyo Munchies. So, standard rule of thumb, houses, apartments are pretty damn small. Uh, Ours is actually pretty nice. We've got two bedrooms, a living room, and a dining room, a toilet and a bathroom, and we've got a garden, and we have a sunroom. I don't know what the purpose is of the sunroom, because we're in Tokyo, we're surrounded by skyscrapers. Huge buildings blocking out any form of natural light filtering to the ground. So the sunroom is pretty much just there for looks. That's nice. We do get a little bit of sun in there. It's a nice place to grow mushrooms. Nice place to grow some fungi in your shoes. Or if you have athlete's foot, it's a good place to create that. It's a good value. So yeah, we're going to kick it off every week now with walking in my garden with Kyle. And it's going to be a very interesting walk. It's going to be a very long walk. And apart from that, also I'd like to introduce um, one of our new sponsors. We actually, we sponsor some good people out there in the world. We sponsor the criticalthinkingpodcast.com. We sponsor those guys. So if you guys want to listen to some really top-notch quality podcasts for a really, really awesome crew of guys, go to the criticalthinkingpodcast.com. It's, it's Rick, it's Mig. It's Kyle, it's Sean, and the new guy, Josh. All of those five guys, they do the podcast, and they're awesome guys. They're really, really fun to listen to. They talk about movie reviews. They talk about, like, box office hits. They talk about nerd culture, geek culture. They talk comic books. They talk Marvel. They talk DC. Awesome podcast. I've been sponsoring these guys for a couple of years, and I love these guys. So, yeah, go over there and definitely have a listen to them. So, I sponsor them. Also, I sponsor this awesome guy, too, Craig Hoffman. I've mentioned him a few times in these podcasts. Craig, his Twitter handle is at CraigHoffman11. Craig is an old hand, Japanese, he's not Japanese, he's an old hand American guy living in Japan. He's been here for quite a while. He's a social media guru. He actually is a really, really cool dude. He's super nice. He actually does free resume services for people. So if you're a nice person and you're nice and you reach out to Craig, he'll actually hook you up with a free resume. He'll write it out for you. So, go follow Craig Hoffman. So, at Craig Hoffman 11 on Twitter. He has a YouTube channel which is called Definitely Not a Podcast, and there's no video whatsoever. It's just audio, and it's definitely not a podcast. If you say to him, hey man, I like your podcast, or, or if you said it in Japanese, oh, nothing more podcasts are going, what should we He's going to be very. <clears throat> Not angry, because he's not that type of guy. He'd probably be slightly disjointed. Maybe a little bit out of place. 
you'd probably notice it in his reply. He'd be like, hey, thank you for liking my definitely not a podcast podcast. Um, I hope you have a nice day. Don't slip on that banana peel and fall down the stairs. So I sponsored the Critical Thinking Podcast and I sponsor Craig. And as I said, we actually got a sponsor ourselves, which is awesome. So Tokyo Munchies, I run this. I do this. My name's Kyle. I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I export Japanese candy around the world to all you good people. I'm actually supplying some guys in Australia now. They're selling it direct in Australia. So they got Japanese candy on the fly over there. I hook up my good friends, the to- uh, the Critical Thinking Podcast, with lots of Japanese candy. They have a heap of a Maybell from the Comic Palooza. They're giving it out. They're doing promos. They've got a lot of people over there wanting all Maybells. So I'm sponsoring those two cats, and I picked up a sponsor myself, which is rad. I'm really, really stoked. So episode 20, and I got a podcast sponsor. And the podcast sponsor is really exciting, and the name of the product is Big Rig Mig hot wax so I don't want to steal too much of their thunder because this is a really really good product Um, I'll break it down a little bit before I throw in a complimentary uh, spiel a complimentary product review from a very happy customer but big rig mig hot wax is a product that you use in the places where you don't normally go and I'm not talking about sizzler or Denny's or the tax office. I'm talking about the places on your body where you don't normally go. The places that don't see the sunshine too much. The places where if, when you're having a shower, it's just a complimentary brush by with the soap and uh, how's your father and then you're on your way. So Big Mig, Big Rig Mig Hot Wax deals with this problem exclusively. <clears throat> so you apply this solution directly to... Okay, I'm going to be... We're all adults here, so you apply this product directly between your legs, between your prison wallet and your nether regions. Let it set for a few seconds or a few minutes, depends on how excited you are. And then you just gently hose it off with some warm water and maybe a cloth, and then you're free to go. Your 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 taint's clean and you're on your way. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, the things we do for love, and the things we do for money, and the things we do just in general. So, really happy, really excited to introduce Big Rig Mig Hot Wax to you guys. I think it's going to be a killer. I think it's going to be a really good product. I've got a case of it. They actually sent me a box of it right now. I've got it sitting in my room. I'm going to probably chuck in a, a, a can of this, or a, a pot of this, with some orders that I ship out over the next couple of days. So if you order a munchie pack, actually, no, I'm going to be really strict with this. If you order a munchie pack, I will give you a can of Big Rig Mig Hot Wax. I'm not going to put that in every order. I'm going to put that in random orders. So if so, thank you guys. Like I'm on my shop right now. I can see I've got a guy over here in Sweden. He's going to get a munchie pack or something. He might get a can of Big Rig Mig Hot Wax. I don't know. I might give him a... Uh, gashapon or a box of chocolate or something instead because I'm not sure if he's going to appreciate it, that but yeah thank you and it's really awesome to have a sponsor and thank you guys and thank you so much for listening to the Tokyo Munchies podcast and thank you so much for all your support in the shop we want to keep rocking it for you guys and we're not going to give up because that old saying too big to fail does not apply for Tokyo Munchies because we're too small and we will fail because that's our goal <laughs> but without further ado 
I'd like to introduce the lovely lady from the UK and her product review on Big Rig Mig Hot Wax. Take it away. See you after this. Hello dears, my, my, my husband used to always ask me, how is your taint so fresh and so sparkly and clean? Well the secret is I use Big Rig Meek Hot Wax daily, a daily application of it upon my taint makes it fresh as a daisy and it tastes lovely. All the boys down the road always compliment me on the freshness and the cleanliness of my taint. I'm, I'm a British grandmother, I'm 94 years old, and I'm not really sure what you Americans mean by taint, but I'm assuming it's the place between my a-hole and my prison wallet, as you so subtly put it. But yes, I'm a firm believer in the big rig mig hot wax, and I will use it every day. Regardless of how clean my taint is, it's never clean enough without a good thorough scrubbing and a solid application of Big Rig Mick Hot Wats. Thank you Big Rig Mick. I don't know who you are, I'm assuming you're a nice Mexican gentleman and kisses from Granny in London. I love you. I'll see you next time when I reorder. Thank you dears and enjoy a cup of tea and a special plate of spotted dick. Have a great afternoon. So guys, that was our shout out from our sponsor, shout out to our sponsor and a lovely product review from the lovely lady over there in the UK which has tested out Big Rig Mega Hot Wax. Kudos to her, it's a fantastic product. I have not used it yet. I'm still waiting for Mig to answer some questions about potential allergies. Um, and I'm still waiting for him to answer some questions, actually one, serious question which I, I really really want to answer to is uh, what is a taint? Is it wh where is the taint? Is it under the armpit? Is it behind the ear? Is it like a crack between the fingers? I don't know. So if you guys know like leave me a comment here on the podcast or comment on my Instagram or comment on my Twitter or my Facebook or my Pinterest or my Tumblr or yeah even if you feel so inclined shoot me a Gmail at Tokyo Munchies Tokyo Munchies with a Z, so Tokyo Munchies, M-U-N-C-H-I-E-Z, at gmail.com, and tell me what a taint is, because I have no idea. As in Japanese, I'd probably say to you, ah, sumo-san, zenzen wakanai yo, zenzen wakanai yo, zenzen wakanai. That means... I'm really sorry, but I have no idea what you're talking about, or... What's that? I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, key me up guys, tell me tell me what's going on with the taint, tell me what a taint is. Is taint tainted? Is taint like tainted love? Like, tainted love, you've got to t t run away, you've got to get away from... Yeah, and this is not a singing podcast, and you're not here for that, you're here for the Tokyo Munchies. Anyway, so we're going to slide into the next part of our podcast, Walking in My Garden with Kyle in Tokyo. So guys, 
as I mentioned in the last podcast, and as I introduced in the last podcast, we're going to take a little bit of a stroll through my massive, my huge, my incredibly immense garden, because it's fantastic. It's it's a sight to behold. If I had a plot of land which is three meters by three meters squared, I'd be a happy man. But my garden is four meters by four meters squared, so I'm ecstatic. I'm really happy. You can probably hear that in my voice. Like, there's angels. There's some crazy stuff going on. Wow, man, there's some fireworks. Holy shit, that's a shooting star. And I just saw a satellite. And I'm on a horse. Yeah. So, walking in my garden with Kyle. So, let's have a stroll. So, we're going to start over here by the door. I have to be a little bit quiet because my daughter is asleep and my wife is inside and she's very angry, which is typical. And that's, I'm not going to comment on that. So, we're going to start with the camellia tree. Hello, Mr. Camellia tree. How are you? You're looking very fresh. Got no flowers on you. It's really, really cool. This camellia tree is actually really, really awesome. I'm not sure I'd say unique, but I'd say awesome. It's a variegated camellia tree. So, <clears throat> variegated means like two different colors. You'll see this in tree species or plant species where they'll have green leaves with yellow stripes or yellow spots sometimes. So, that's called variegation. <clears throat> this, uh, I'm not sure if I'd call it variegation with this because he has dark, or he or she has dark green leaves, but the flowers this baby pumps out, they're pink and they're yellow, pink and white, and they're really, really nice and really beautiful, and they're really big, and every single flower has a different pattern, and they're really, really cool, and it's really very, it's actually very strange because it's summertime now, and my potato plants are going absolutely crazy. As I mentioned before, my potato plant is growing a tomato, and I am going to stay on that. I'm watching it still. I'm not going to touch it. I'm really hoping my son doesn't pick it, because I want to see that bloom. I want to see that turn into a potato. Sorry, into a tomato, because it is definitely a tomato, and it's not a tomato plant. So stop trying to put words in my mouth or words in my head, because it is a potato plant. I'm going to cut it. A little bit of a sample of the plant. I'll send it off to the Tokyo University for testing to make sure of the genealogy of the plant and the genus of the species. But it is a potato plant with a tomato growing on it. I don't know what's happening in your life, but that's what's happening in mine. <laughs> anyway, back to the camellia. Yeah, so it's pretty happy. It's pretty ganky. It has really beautiful flowers. And as I said, it's strange because it's summertime now, so all the plants should be going right off this rocker flowers, we're talking leaves, we're talking growing big, but yeah, nothing, not a thing, not a bud, not a bloom, not even a tomato on this camellia, and the interesting thing is this camellia, it drops its flowers in winter time, which is really, really cool, because I know some people say, oh, it doesn't snow in Tokyo, <laughs> do you live in Tokyo, have you lived in Tokyo, have you even been to Japan, I don't think so. I'm not gonna be narcissistic. I'm not gonna be negative on that. I get, I get a few people say that it doesn't snow in Tokyo, but I've been living here for almost 10 years now, and it snows in Tokyo. It snows a lot. A couple of years ago, we had two foot of snow. I was actually snowboarding in Shibuya on the main road in front of the police, and it was epic. So this camellia tree drops its flowers in the middle of winter, uh, coming in the spring, but mainly middle of winter, and it'll continue all the way through spring. And it's so cool because you got all this snow on the ground, and it's so white and fluffy and beautiful. And you got these big pink and white flowers, bang, bang, bang everywhere. It's really, really cool. So that's the camellia tree. We'll leave that alone. My wife has attached this little thing here in the tree. It looks like a sponge. Uh, it's a mosquito deterrent. 
I'm assuming that's working because there's no mosquitoes. Oh. Yeah, don't touch me. Yeah, that's giving me a tree. It's getting a little bit angry now. I'm going to go over here into the corner to the fern area. The fern is in the corner with his friends. The weeds, there's nothing really happening over there. Hello, Mr. Fern. I'll swing by over here. My clothes are drying. I have this big marijuana inspired towel drying on the clothes rack. Turnips. Turnips or turn downs. I think these guys are turn downs. Turnips, these, this variety normally you like, you can get a turnip in about 30 days. These guys have been doing their thing for around about 60 days and there's no turnips. There's just a bunch of sad, riveled, driveled, dried up looking guys. I gave you some water today. No, no, there's no turnips up in there. Yeah, we'll try again. Yep, so from there and then we'll swing by over here. Let me see, the lettuce are all dead. That's not a problem because I've actually had three or four good salads from that. Pak Choi is going off like a frog in a sock. Hello, Mr. Pak Choi. Yep, you're nice, you're bushy. Got so many of you guys going on, it doesn't matter the caterpillars are eating you. It's all good. That's nice. And we're back over here to the potato garden. Uh, the shallots are okay. The potato plants are okay. They're getting near harvesting time. They're starting to die. Except for that one guy. That one guy with the tomato. What is your MO? Seriously, what happened? If there's any scientists out there, or any ag agricultural guys out there, could you please hit me up on Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or somewhere or Instagram or even drop me a voice message here on my blog. Can you please explain to me how can a potato plant grow a tomato? Because I'm looking at it right now. I posted the picture of it on my Instagram today. If you're following me on Instagram, you would have seen the potato tomato plant. And man, I've been I've, I've worked in agricultural industry for a long time. I've worked with plants. I've been a landscaper. I've worked in nurseries. I've grown a lot of trees. I grow cycads. I grow mondo grass. I grow lots of different stuff. But this is dead set. A tomato on a potato. I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going to leave this alone because I'm not sure if you guys are enjoying this conversation or I'm not sure if it's even interesting to you, but... I'll have a sniff of this leaf. It's, it smells like a tomato tree though. But it's definitely a potato because it's actually, I can dig it up. I put the potato in the ground and the plant grew from the potato. So there's no way this can be a, a tomato plant. As I said, I'll leave this alone because I'm not sure if it's interesting for you. I'm not sure if you even find it amusing. But actually, this is my podcast, so I don't really care. So you either tune in to listen to Tokyo Munchies or you tune out. Either, either. But, again, not being negative, it's all about fun, it's all about crazy stuff, it's all about with the weirdness of Japan. So, we're almost finished the walk, walking in my garden with Kyle, and we're going to go over to the gate, and we're going to go over and open the gate, and look out into the car park, and look up into the sky. Wow, it's a beautiful night. There's a lot of stars out tonight. We're going to open the gate and have a look and see what's happening in the car park. This is always a little bit scary. Ah, here we go. Okay, what we got out here? Oh, that's why we don't go out here for. We've got a black Mercedes four-wheel drive. It's jet black. It's probably a 1980s model because these Mercedes are a little bit difficult to pick. I would naturally guess it's like a new model of Mercedes, but a friend told me that actually no, it's a really old Mercedes. <clears throat> Not sure if this is the same model, but damn, might be. 
but this is the scary thing. So it's a black Mercedes four drive. On the license plate, it has just one number and it just says seven. And I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. I'll just go through the other cars here. We've got a blue Nissan people mover. License plate's 843. We've got a white Nissan sedan. We've got a little silver car over there. We've got the landlord's car here, the Prius, the Toyota Prius, dark blue. Um, Standard Japanese license plates, you'll probably see like uh, four to three digits. So I can see a red Toyota across the road. It has 6793, that's its license plate. Um, the blue people mover, it's got three digits, so it's just got 843. But this, this uh, black Mercedes, it's just got seven. So seven in Japanese is nana. You pronounce that? It's nana, nana. So we'll go through Japanese numbers quickly because at in part of the new Tokyo Munchies podcast format, we're going to do Japanese words of the day. So we might actually use this as the Japanese word of the day. So we'll go through the Japanese numbers quickly. So it's ich, ni, san, shi, go, roku, nana, hachi, kyu, ju. So nana is seven. And nana is, or well, seven, if you have like seven, 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 it's a lucky number in the lotto. So it's, that's the lucky number you want to have. Um, nana in Australia, pronunciation nana, that would be like your grandma, because you have two grandmas, because you have a mother and a father, so you have a grandma and a grandma, so we call one grandma nanny, or nana, and the other one's grandma. So nana in Japanese, or nana, is number seven. And I don't know if that's a Yakuza, Yakuza is a Japanese mafia, I don't know if that's a Yakuza truck, it could be. So we'll come back to that later. We'll have a look at that. I'll bring that back when we talk about the Japanese word of the day at the end of this podcast. But in the meantime, it's time for a commercial break and time for a shout out to a sponsor. I'll see you in seven. Due to the nature of the following commercial break, we have deemed it explicit and will not be airing it on this podcast at this time. We'll look at it another day. Thank you, guys, and let's get back to the normal program. So, as we travel further down the rabbit hole of this new format for the Tokyo Munchies podcast, I think it's time for the Japanese word of the day. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we're going to actually address... We're going to use numbers, actually. So, Japanese numbers, Japanese counting system is ich ni san shi go roku nana hachi kyu ju that is one two three four five six seven so the car license plate we we mentioned earlier the seven the nana nana so seven so if you wanted to say something strange like oh i like the number seven you could say nana skides nana skides or if you love number seven you could say nana daisuki nana Daisuke. So that's the Japanese word of the day. We're just going to use that one for today. So just a quick recap on that counting system, guys. So Ichi, one. Ni, two. San, three. Yon, four. We'll stop right there. There's actually two words to say four. There's yon and shi. Yon is normally used because it's a nice way to say four. Shi can actually be associated with death or dying or kill you. So typically it's ichni-san-shi-yon but ichni-san so ichni-san-yon 
or Ichni San Shi. But Ichni San Yon is more nicer. Um, so Ichni, so one, Ich, two, Ni, three, San, four, Yon, Go, five, Roku, six, Nana, seven, Hachi, eight, Q, nine, Chu, ten. That's the Japanese words of the day. And Ooh, I don't know what we're going to do next. I think we should probably have a quick look at the Japan news, but it's a little bit noisy out here, guys, because it's typhoon season, and it's getting really, really windy and really, really crazy out here. And also, there's a guy over here doing a bit of construction in his house. It's lovely. A bit of background noise there, that power drill, that whatever it is, uh, like a power jackhammer drill thing going on. Most likely we'll be interrupted by some person in the car park urinating on my fence. That's a common occurrence here. I'm going to install a security camera and an automated hose to spray them when they do it next time. Um, so we'll go to a quick jingle, a little bit of a transition sound, and then we'll go inside and we'll hit you with the Japan news and what's new at Tokyo Munchies. Speak to you in exactly by the end of this transition. So guys, we're back and we're inside and probably safely away from all the noise from the outside. And so, as we said just before that little break there, we're going to go back to the Japan news and the Tokyo weather. Tokyo weather today, it's Wednesday, it's 1pm, it's clear, and I think not. It's actually 1.25pm, so it's not 1pm. And it's definitely not clear, it's cloudy, and it's actually, as I said just before, it's typhoon season, so we're going to see some really crazy weather happening over the next few months. Typhoon season typically starts around late August to September, like end of September, but this year is a little bit different, this year is a little bit strange. Rainy season was really short. Rainy season normally lasts for about two months to three months. I don't know, um, this year was really short, it was only about two to three weeks, or even a month. And we seem to be going into the typhoon season really, really early this year, which is going to be really crazy. And uh, yeah, typhoon season's good value. So it's Wednesday, it's 1.25pm, it is 30 degrees Celsius, and I feel that, yeah, I reckon it's around 30. Fahrenheit, 86, yeah, it seems to be about right. Uh, right, we got the precipitation. Precipitation is at 40%. Um, looking at the icons down here, it's Wednesday is showing no rain icon. Thursday is. Friday is showing a lot of rain. Saturday is showing a lot of rain. Sunday is showing a little bit of rain. But yeah, allegedly, apparently, it's going to be 40% precipitation. Um, humidity is at 70%. And I can agree with that, it is getting pretty sticky out there. It's a little bit mushiatsu. It's getting sticky. Sticky like a jar full of honey. Mr. Pooh Bear. And you see the trailer for that new movie popping up. That's got nothing to do with the weather, but I just thought I'd mention that due to the stickiness. Wind speed is at 8. Uh, that's probably not really accurate because it's getting really, really hardcore out there. It's going to be like blowing socks off. It's going to be blowing wigs off. It's going to be blowing old ladies' umbrellas out of their hands. Stuff's going to be happening everywhere. I don't know. Yep, so apparently that's the Tokyo weather for today. And let's actually do something a little bit different. Let's go say hello to the wife. We'll go for a little bit of walk over here and we'll ask her. Hey, what are you doing? So, what do you think about the weather today? Tell us. Too Tell hot. us quick. Too hot. Too hot? First, introduce yourself. What's your name? 
Kinuko. And where are you from? Tochigi. And where is Tochigi? North of Tokyo. Oh, it's in North Tokyo. And what do you think about the weather today? Fine. It's fine, okay. And what are you doing now? Um, washing. Okay, so, okay, that's talking to the wife. Okay, it's exciting stuff. I'm about to do some washing myself too. So that's the Tokyo weather. That's talking to the wife. We'll flip over here to the Japan news. Japan news number one and number two and number three. The top three. Number one is from Al. So this is Japan news, but it comes from different sources. And source number one is from AliJazeera.com. Um, right. I research you guys in a little bit and see what you're all on about. And the topic and the headline: Gracious in defeat, Japan leave Russia World Cup with pride. <laughs> you, you can't really write a better headline than that, really. I don't know. If you take a question time, if you think you can write a better headline than that, leave a comment in the Instagram, or on Twitter, or on Facebook, or leave me a video or audio message here, and I want to hear your headlines for that. Um, so Belgium scored a 94th minute winner, but Japan's show on and off the field attracted huge praise. It's a picture of a young Japanese man in a bar next to a dartboard. He's grasping his hair. He's pulling his hair out by the roots, screaming in shock and agony. And wow, and what an interesting relation here. The number on his jersey is Nana. Question time: What is Nana? We just explained that in the Japanese words of the day. So this young Japanese man. Ripping his hair out by the roots in sheer frustration, visible pain on his jersey. The number is Nana. Comment, leave me a comment, send me a voice message. Tell me what is Nana. This is an effective way for you guys to learn how to speak Japanese because it, I'm not giving you the answers. You have to give me the answers. So he's in the main shot. He's going, oh my god. Over to the right of him, there's a lass wearing the jersey from a couple of years ago, or wearing actually the girl, the Japanese girls' soccer team jersey. She's looking slightly bemused above her as a dartboard on the table in front of the man who's grasping his hair. There's lots of bottles of Smirnoff vodka. <clears throat> this is not a commercial for Smirnoff vodka. And actually, you know, interesting juxtapose for this picture. Next to this guy screaming in sheer agony sheer disappointment is a dude wearing a beige shirt and he's throwing his head back he's having a good old laugh um he looks japanese to me and it's really interesting we've got amusement pain and amusement all together in one amazing pic i should screenshot that and chuck that up here for the podcast because it's pretty funny anyway going on that um, Japan's national football team and its fans suffered a massive heartbreak on Monday night, losing to a last gasp. Gotta love that. Last gasp. Belgium goal that shattered its hopes for reaching the World Cup 2018 quarterfinals. Belgium, 58 places above Japan in the FIFA rankings, scored a 94 minute winner, resulting in elation or. Hey, this. Okay, right. This is not my fault here, guys. There's some really bad English on this. Um. Before leaving Russia, players and fans ensure they left an indelible mark, not only on the tournament, but also followers of the game. The fans cleaned up the stadium, the players did likewise in the dressing room. Probably would have seen that in the news already. And they also left a note saying, Sashibo, sa, sa which translates into thank you in English. I'm guessing that Sashibo is Russian. 
Um, lots of Fields fans fought back tears and wondered what could have been after their dreams were crushed later on. The team was on track to reach their first quarter final in three last 16... Hey, there we go again, guys. This is bad reporting. If you're going to write for a website or any news article, please actually write in English that can be understandable. I'm not going to mention the names of the authors of this because I don't, I don't believe in negativity, but yeah, okay, we're going to leave that alone. Yeah, lots of interesting picks here. The Japanese fans are real. It is true. They are super cool. They do clean up the stadium after. It doesn't matter if they're in Japan. doesn't matter if they're overseas. There's always a crew of the Japanese guys all bedecked out in the Japanese flag, the Hino Maru, and they all cruise around with some big garbage bags and pick up all the rubbish. And it's just really nice because it's not all about the sports. It's all about harmony. It's all about respecting other people. It's all about living life the best way you possibly can to leave the best possible mark you can for other people because carbon footprints we want to leave a nice place for other people so that's top stories number one stop and here we go oh here we speak about stop Autom- <laughs> that was a funny flub right there and that's what i mentioned earlier in the podcast we don't care about flubs i don't edit i do it i, I do it live on the fly so stop yeah Directly correlates to the next news topic for news number two. Automatic braking failures led to 72 accidents in 2017. Now, I'm not sure about you guys. I don't know how old you are, but I'm I'm 38 now. And I grew up driving old cars. Like old cars, you'd actually pop the bonnet and fix. Old cars, if you had a bit of a bingle, a bit of a crash, a bit of a fender bender, you just grab the hammer, smack it out. Whack some bog in there, smooth it off, sand it off, paint it, and away you go. But yeah, all your newfangled cars now, all the Priuses and the hybrids and all the automatic braking system and all the Tesla stuff. I, I'm not a big fan of it because I'm just getting too old for this. I'm too old for this shit. Quoting lethal weapon there. Alright, so news number two, automatic braking system. We have a fancy picture here dictating what is happening uh, the headline is automatic braking system and we have a box above the blue car radar and camera confirm vehicles and obstacles and path little box pointing to the camera little box pointing to the radar on the front of the car and there's a black arrow going to the next box on above that black arrow is written if collision risk increases next box an alarm sounds and the braking system automatically activates so yeah it's automatic braking system but the most exciting part about this is it's failing wow Really? Well, we, you take control out of the hands of the people and you put it in the hands of computers and companies and corporations. What do you expect? What do you expect? People aren't perfect, but corporations and companies and computers aren't perfect, <clears throat> aren't perfect either. So there's been an increase. There's 72 cases last year of a failure of an automatic braking system. And I think that's your fault. If you can't if you don't have enough energy, enough gumption, enough pizzazz to drive a vehicle and actually control your own braking system, well, survival of the fittest, baby. Survival of the fittest. You shouldn't be here. And <laughs> sorry, as I said, no negativity. Keep going with this because this is Tokyo Munchies podcast. This is fun. This is crazy. This is what we're talking about in Japan and talking about Japanese candy. On to Japan news number three. Uh, Jap- okay, the J- this is from the Japan news. Thank you. Tokyo Games organizes to release 2020 tickets for children and elderly, and I love what they've done with this title here, it's quite catchy. So they've written 2020 with a Japanese yen sign, or n sign, for the, ja- 
for you guys, like in Australia, we use a dollar sign. America use a dollar sign. The British use a pound sign. Um, so they've used the yen sign with the 2020. So tickets for children and for the elderly for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics will be 2,020 yen. Uh, righty, um, the Tokyo Organizing Committee for the Olympic and Paralympics said on Tuesday it will release tickets worth 2,020 yen to be sold to groups of children, the elderly and disabled persons who commemorate the year of the Tokyo Games. The committee will prepare tickets mainly for the qualifying rounds of all sports in the principle as well as for the opening and closing ceremonies for both Olympic and Paralympic Games. The idea was proposed Tuesday by the committee expert panel on admission tickets uh, righty and now it's getting a little bit too stupid so we'll leave that alone but that's that's marketing there that's marketing gold you've got the 2020 olympics so let's make special tickets for old old people for the elderly for children and disabled people and let's make them twenty dollars and twenty cents or two thousand and twenty yen it's gold that's marketing gold i actually use this approach with my munchies pack you would have seen on my shop you would have seen on instagram twitter and facebook the munchies pack is 20 of the best japanese snacks it's candy and chocolate it's all killer it's no filler there's no one cent five cent snacks in there users filler i purposely hunt out the very best of japanese snacks candies and chocolates for you guys and make sure you get quality not quantity quality so yeah so i do the same marketing technique with that i have 20 of the best from 20 of the best places in japan and that's good marketing. That's fantastic stuff. And we're losing track of this. And that's pretty much it for the Japan news. This podcast will be released later tonight. I've got to do a couple of things. And I will have to come back to the most important part of this, which is the Japanese snacks and candies and what's new at Tokyo Munchies. I'm going to probably go to a slight transition break now. I don't want to give you guys too many of them. <clears throat> but I want to do that just to break it up a little bit. So I'll come back to you after I've gone out candy hunting, because I'm going to go candy hunting right now because that's what I do in my spare time. I'll come back to you guys with what's new at Tokyo Munchies, what's going to happen at Tokyo Munchies, and I want question time. I want you guys to tell me what you want. What do you guys want from Tokyo Munchies? I want to know. So drop me a comment, drop me a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, like my pictures on Tumblr, give me a follow on Facebook, say hello to Miguel Garza over the Critical Thinking Podcast and his hetero life friend, Rick Lopez, they're good lads over there. We'll be back later with what's new at Tokyo Munchies. Have a good evening and I'll see you after this next little annoying sound. Oh, thank you. So guys, welcome back to the final part of Tokyo Munchies, the podcast, episode number 23. It's what you and I, mainly I have been all waiting for. I think maybe you waited for this a little bit too, so it's what we've been here for the whole time talking about Japanese candy and snacks and chocolate so without further ado let's get into the good stuff so at Tokyo Munchies let's have a look at the website and see what's going on today in the world of Japanese candy and over here on the shop let's have a look okay we've got the two for Tuesday spicy set and the wasabi pack 
We've got that up there. It's only available on Tuesdays, but I actually I made a mistake and I left that on the shop all week. So if you're a sly cat, if you're a if you're a candy fiend or a Japanese snack fiend, jump on the shop now and grab it because I just left it up there by mistake. I might take it down tonight because I'm cleaning the house tonight. I'm cleaning the shop out. There's a lot of things we have to take down. Some things are out of stock. Some things I just don't want to sell anymore. And some things it's just a little bit painful to sell. Um, one thing in particular, guys, I this is really hard for us to do and for us to tell you. Um, I think we're going to stop selling everything which is chocolate for the next month or two. Or, yeah, a month or two or three months because... I, d I don't want you guys to order something from me, especially if you're going to order some expensive Kit Kats, because damn, we've got some expensive Kit Kats up here in the shop. Ooh, like the Ruby Sublime, that's $15 for one Kit Kat. The, where are you? Where are you? The Fruit Kit Kats, the, the, the really special limited edition from the Japan chocolate Kit Kat Chocolatory, that's 50 bucks for a pack of 10 Kit Kats. And I really don't want to disappoint you or let you guys down. You jump on Tokyo Munchies. You spend $50 getting a box of 10 Kit Kats. And then when you get them, they're melted. So I really don't want that to happen. I don't want that. I don't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, there it is. The Kit Kats, I love fruits. Yep, for, yep $49.99. And we'll go onto the product page and have a quick look. Yeah, so there's, you get 10 packs of Kit Kats, and there's two different, two each of five different fruit flavors. So there's like, uh, what, what flavors are they? Oh, there's strawberry, blueberry, raspberry, yuzu, and passion fruit. So it's really good. It's a top quality Kit Kat. That's the thing about Tokyo Munchies and Japanese snacks, chocolates, and candy. Sure, everybody has Japanese, everybody has candy and snacks and stuff like that in all your countries, but... Not like Japan. No one does it like Japan, especially when it comes to Kit Kats. I noticed recently, like, there's been Kit Kat chocolateries opening up in Australia and other parts of the world, I think in the US too, and in the UK. But still, you guys don't have the flavors that we have, because Kit Kat chocolatory is from Japan. Kit Kats may not be Japanese, but the Kit Kat chocolatory, that's where all the unique flavors come from. So I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it right now, actually. I'm going to go into... Uh, I'll do that in a minute, actually, because it's going to take a little bit of time. So, yeah, that's what's happening in Tokyo Munchies. All the chocolate stuff. We're going to take it all off the shop right now. Um, if you do want to grab something, uh, just email me or message me on Instagram or Twitter or send me a voice message here on our podcast. Um, just because it's not available in the shop doesn't mean that I can't still supply you with it. I, doesn't mean I still can't hook you up, because that's what it's all about. Sharing the love of you Japanese candy fiends around the world. But I just don't want to leave it up in the shop and disappoint people. I got a few product reviews recently from some disappointed people, and they gave Tokyo Munchies a really good review. We got five-star reviews from them, but they always said uh, some of the chocolate was melted or the pocky was melted or the Kit Kats were melted and I just don't want to deal with it because it's it's something I can fix easily right here in the shop and fix it right now and while you're talking with me. By the way, this podcast is going out tonight guys, so if you want and actually if you're really keen, you can jump on and message me right now and join this podcast. If anybody's out there who's listening and you want a co-host, you can jump on and buzz me. Because I'm recording right now, and if you buzz me, I think through the Anchor app, 
I can actually answer it and then you can join me. So that's the first thing we want to deal with for Tokyo Munchies on the shop. We're going to delete all the chocolate stuff tonight. Um, and it's also a precursor to some goodness though, because in September we have the absolutely awesome, stunning, and new Umeshu Kit Kats coming out. If you remember, if you've been hanging around Tokyo Munchies like a bad, like a fly around a bad wound, or I just don't have any English idioms or Aussie idioms for you right now. But if you, if you, any, if you're knowledgeable about Tokyo Munchies, you would have remembered the Saki Kit Kats that we had a while back. They were awesome. They were actually alcoholic, as you probably remember. Or maybe you don't remember. Maybe you ate too much. They were 0.08% alcohol volume per content. They were awesome, and they came in this magical, really sugoi kire, really nice box. We followed that up with the next version of that, the premium Nihonshu, the premium Kit Kats. They reduced the alcohol content in them, but they were still fantastic. And they came in a different style box in this really, really cool golden uh, red box with gold lettering. And it just looked really premium. It looked nice. It was like something you'd give your father for Father's Day. Because seriously, he's sick of the socks. Seriously. This goes out to all the mothers, the children, the grandmothers, anybody out there. Um, we don't want socks for Father's Day anymore. Give me a box of premium Kit Kats, please. Or buy me a bottle of Maker's Mark bourbon. Well, just just give me a packet of mintier dry hard mints. Just no more socks. So yeah, that's the Kit Kats in the box, the Nihon Shu Saki Kit Kats. They the second one I mentioned, the premium one, that was fantastic. So the precursor I mentioned <clears throat> is coming out in September. Is a special limited edition release from a Saki brewery here in Japan. These guys do sake a little bit differently to all the other sake breweries. Most sake breweries will specialize in one thing, their niche market, their sake. This sake brewery has actually stepped it up and they've actually mixed their brewing techniques with umeshu. Umeshu is Japanese plum wine. Ume is plum in Japanese and umeshu is a very, very popular liqueur in Japan. More popular for the ladies, but you see the guys drinking it too. So this brewery, they've, they make sake, they make nihonshu. But they also make umeshu. Oh, they sorry, they started making umeshu. So they mixed those two together, and then they partnered up with the chocolatory, the Kit Kat chocolatory, to release a really decadent, really special umeshu nihonshu Kit Kat. So it's plum wine sake Kit Kat. and it has alcohol content as well. So I think it's a 0.08. Could be a little bit less, but it's about that. And it's a similar packaging to the premium Saki Kit Kat, but the box is a really cool, really wasabi style green color with the classic and beautiful gold lettering. And that's a perfect correlation to what today is, because you know what today is, guys. You do know what today is. And it's it's the 4th of July, so congratulations to all our guys over all our friends, all our guys over there in the US. Congratulations, happy 4th of July. Woo! Good stuff, guys. Let us have some fireworks. Fire them over this way. I've got a pack of fireworks too. It's Japan summer, so I'll fire some back. So it's the 4th of July. It's it's hump day too, because it's Wednesday, it's hump day, so we're over that we're over that shitty period of the week where we just want to get to Thursday, Friday, then we can have our Saturdays and Sundays off and enjoy the weekend. So it's the 4th of July. 
congratulations. It's hump day, congratulations. And it's Wasabi Wednesday. Awesome, Wasabi Wednesday, because that is the day I live for, because I have a very good friend over in Texas, Mr. Rick Lopez of the Critical Thinking Podcast. He actually endorses and approves all of our Wasabi-based products. Rick Lopez of the Critical Thinking Podcast, thank you very much for your seal of approval on our Wasabi Kit Kats and also on our Wasabi Wednesday pack and everything else Wasabi Wednesday approved. Wednesday similar. Um, right, so, and also, you probably might have seen my podcast, uh, not my podcast, on my Instagram post earlier. It's P-Day. So P-Day, I've linked that up to D-Day, because D-Day was a fantastic day. I'm sure you remember it, but today is P-Day. Today is the day where this podcast, episode 23, what you're listening to right now, is going to be released. It's the new format. I'm not sure if you guys are going to dig it. It's a lot of it's a lot of rambling from me about stuff that goes on here. It's a lot of stuff talking about the news, the weather, walking in the, my garden with Kyle. We had a quick chat with my wife. We talked about the weather. We talked about the tomato, potato, potato plant. We talked about lots of things that I just got a little bit out of hand. They got a little bit out out of control. So I want you guys to give me some feedback. So question time. Is this podcast too much? Were there too much transitions? Did you like the commercial break from Big Rig Mig's Hot Wax? That lovely lady over there in the UK giving us her spiel on how she feels about the Big Rig Mig Hot Wax. Did you guys like it? Do you like this new format? Do you like a little bit more time with me in the Tokyo Munchies Cave? If not, um, that's cool. We'll go back to a shorter format, but just let us know. It's important because if you don't like it, don't listen. But we want you to like it, so please listen. Anyway, back to the shop. So we're deleting the Kit Kats. And also, guys, if you do order from Tokyo Munchies, we have like the posting and the sharing is open on our Facebook page and on our Instagram. So if you get something, post it up, share it with us. We want to see what you got. And also, if you're creative, and you do something different with what you got from us show us Sh- show it to us share it we want to see it because anything you guys can do with japanese candy is awesome and we really want to see what you can do i wanted to do it today but i was a little bit busy because i'm a tennis coach so i was coaching some classes and i'm a panel beater so in between coaching tennis and fixing some cars i was over here planning on what to talk to you about at the last part of this podcast so what i want to do today because it's wasabi wednesday but i'm going to do it next week i'm going to get the premium premium maibo wasabi steak umaibo so it's a big corn puff stick and i'm going to put that on a piece of toast with some butter and then i'm going to smother that in wasabi and i'm going to sprinkle some cheese on that and some garlic a little bit of jane's crazy mix of salt toasted and munch it and see how we go. I'm gonna to try to get this on video because this is gonna be a classic because if it's as nasty as what it might be, it's gonna be really, really tangy. And nothing says tangy like wasabi. So that's gonna be coming up next week for you guys on Wasabi Wednesday. And back to Tokyo Munchies, we've got some unique stuff I wanna just share with you. I mentioned earlier, we have the Tochigi Strawberry Kit Kats. These are from Tochigi. Tochigi is a prefecture located north of Tokyo. It's a beautiful area. It's a farming belt part of Tok- part of Japan. 
also super famous for samurai. It is an actual real authentic samurai area. There's a lot of old Japanese families there which are real samurais. So Tom Cruise, you're not the last samurai. I know you pretend to be. I don't know. I liked Oblivion. I liked The Edge of Tomorrow. They were good movies, but you are no Last Samurai because the Last Samurais are actually still here in Japan and they're just hiding out in the countryside here in Tochigi. So I've got a couple of these Tochigi limited edition strawberry Kit Kats floating around. They're melted now, so I'm not sharing them. I'm not giving them away as gifts. I'm just going to eat them. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I don't, didn't want to tease you about that. So that's one. And I've got other stuff hiding around here. This one. <clears throat> This one, we, we're not actually selling any of this in the shop, but I will put it up here. Um, it's Uha Fuchu Gum. It's not actually chewing gum in the sense that we know. It's chewing gum in a totally different way. It's like chewing gum, but it's more candy-based, so it doesn't have that gum factor. You can't chew it and blow bubbles with it. You just pretty much eat it, suck on it, or chew it, and then you swallow it. So it's the best of both worlds is chewing gum which is not chewing gum this was given to me by a friend of my wife's she dropped by one day to say hello have lunch and have a bit of a carry-on and she pulled this out of her handbag and gave it to me this is a fuchu candy gum and this is what makes it really unique this is a olive oil flavored chewing gum candy I kid you not, it's olive oil flavored. There's a picture of a bottle of olive oil on the front of it. There's pictures of olive on, olives on there. Um, yeah, and it is, yeah, it's olive oil flavored candy. Do you want me to eat one right now? Actually, damn it, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it right now. I'm gonna crack this open. I wanted to save this for a video, but no, it's gonna happen. All right, so yeah, no surprises there. Packet is open, got one of these guys out. Japanese packaging, there's always this excessive amounts of it. Here we go. We're gonna eat olive oil flavored candy, chewing gum, right now. And, wow. Okay, it smells like Hubba Bubba. It's green. It's got a, it's got a gel core in it. Actually it smells really good. And the, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. Wow. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. I'm not feeling that. Oh my god. You know... You know when your parents say, like, don't eat butter? I'm not sure if your parents say that to you. But yeah. Wow, man. That's like going to a fish and chip shop and drinking the oil straight from the pan. Oh my god. The only saving grace on that is a little bit of the grape flavor. But otherwise the consistency, the texture. Yeah, no, that's... Hang on. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm not dealing with that. No, no, no. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm actually sad and happy. I'm sad that I didn't actually try to sell that to you good people out there because you need to eat olive oil candy because that's just something that you would never experience 
<laughs> in a normal setting. And I'm happy that I didn't sell that or give that to anybody out there because that's just nasty, man. If I was into fire breathing right now, I think I'd probably suffer some third degree third degree burns to my esophagus. Because that, that was right out there. That was crazy. Um, there's something out here to put the fire out. Hey, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Maggie gum. Yeah, I might have a go at that. That might get rid of that taste. I've got some chocolate caramel eggs from Australia. I might get, get one of those into me. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so guys, let's go, let's go back to the shop. That was different. That was weird. I didn't really want you guys hearing me eating something on the podcast, but yeah, what the hell? Here for a good time, not a long time. So, we got the two for Tuesday spicy set, yeah, we got the Hot Wheels bike, we got the munchie packs, always with the munchie packs. Uh, the raffle is still going, the Maybo 100 packs, still got Coca-Cola bottles, guys, if you're interested in them. The Throwdown Thursday spicy set, was still one of those. We've got the mini munchie pack if you just want a small taste of Japanese candy. If you like your DIY kits, and I've got actually a couple here I'm going to make over the next couple of weeks just to show you guys some of the DIY kits. Take a lot of photos, photos and videos of this and share it with you. We've got the Kreishi and Heart. So Kreishi is one company and Heart is another company. They make the DIY candy kits. We've got our five pack. Uh, the picture on the shop is a little bit deceiving because the DIY five packs are actually pumped right up now. I'm going to change that picture so you guys get a better representation of what you're getting. Um, standard will give you two boxes and three packets for the DIY five kits. But we're actually going to change that to three or four boxes and two or three packets. So you still get five DIY kits, but you're getting better stuff. You're getting great stuff because we have access to a better supply. So yeah, DIY five kits, we sent uh, one of those over to Australia last week. We sent actually one of these to the US the week before with 10 other DIY kits. So... This guy's daughter is going to blow her mind when she opens the box because there's going to be DIY kits exploding everywhere. Medium Munchie Pack, that's going for that's $10. Medium Munchie Pack is a pretty good deal if you want to try some of the cheaper range of Japanese snacks with a few gems thrown in there. Uh, it comes with a DIY kit and as I said before, we've got a better supply now so you actually get a really, really good DIY kit with the Medium Munchie Pack. So that's still going, uh, fruta, minions, chocolate eggs, I'm still in negotiation with the supplier about that. I was under the impression that it's finished, but I think it might still be available. Tohato caramel corn chips, we got heaps of those, so yep, come and grab some of them. The fruta Star Wars miniseries, the chocolate egg miniseries, the mini Star Wars figurines, we still have them. Uh, these guys are very, very strange, they're like a boomerang. They come. You throw them away, and then they come back, and then you throw them away, and they come back. So yeah, we we actually still have the Star Wars Fruit the Mini Figurine Series. And where are you, Stormtrooper Steve? There you are, mate. G'day. Put you down here on the keyboard so you can say hello. Say konnichiwa, genki desu ka to the rest of the people out there. We also specialize in bulk stuff, guys. So if you uh, if you love your spicy stuff, and you love the Tohato Spicy Rings, we got them in 10 packs. I don't know why I have that still on the shop. I'm definitely going to delete that because that's long gone. Super Mario Chocolate Wheat Puffs, five packs. Uh, that's my, I might delete it because it's chocolate. Still one 
One lonely Tops Dragon Ball Z Supercards pack left. Two awesome collectibles Dragon Ball Z cards with a stick of gum. But one of those left. Um, here we go, Kit Kats. So you guys are all getting deleted. All Kit Kats, Kit Kat, Kit Kats, Moko Moko Mokolet, Double Toilet Kit. It's still okay. It's fine. Uh, Mintia's okay. Black Black Gum's okay. Mybo's okay. Uh, the snack pack. <clears throat> Every country in the world sells chips. Everybody does. And Japan sells some chips that what you probably have in your country too. But our snack pack gives you seven different Japanese flavored chips. And you cannot get these in your country. So the snack pack, I'm looking at the picture right here. I'm going to change this picture too. Is you get a pack of the wasabi. If you get a pack of the tyrant habanero spicy rings, you also get a, a rare limited edition tyrant habanero spicy rings pack. You get a pack of Japanese Cheetos, you get a pack of the Tsukon scones, you get a pack of the scones, which is like a Japanese style Cheetos, but different flavor. And there is a Sukons, oh yeah, it's a scones Russian roulette pack. Every single one of our snack packs are unique and different, they're not the same. I pick them from the suppliers as they come in, and I always try to pick the most weirdest, most craziest flavors you can possibly imagine. So yeah, snack packs are always great for summertime. So grab them. I saw that the Pocky Coconuts were back in stock. But as I said, I'm going to probably delete all the chocolate stuff. And as I said, if you want them, message me, tell me. Poochie Double Packs are still available. One Piece of Gum, the five pack, is still available. Um, yeah, and yeah, still a lot of good stuff on the shop available, guys. Uh, we've got cup noodles, we've got chili tomato cup noodles, the seafood cup noodles, the cheese curry cup noodles, we've got the curry cup noodle. Cup noodles are awesome. You never go wrong with a cup noodle. And that is pretty much it. So guys, I'm going to wrap this up for this podcast because it's been a bit of an epic one compared to the last few. So to end this podcast, I'd just like to give a massive, massive shout out to our awesome supporters over in the US, over in Houston, Texas, the Critical Thinking Podcast, Miguel, Kyle, Rick, Sean and Josh, thank you so much for all your support guys, we love it and we are always psyched when you share our stuff on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook and we always retweet and share your stuff back, thank you so much. Also, a big shout-out to Uncanny Comics, Joseph Cannell with his rad comic shop over there in Rosenberg, Texas. Big shout-out to at Craig Hoffman on Twitter for his Definitely Not a Podcast, for always sharing and supporting in Tokyo Munchies. Thank you, Craig Hoffman. I'm going to jump on Photoshop later and make up a nice little poster for you. Uh, shout-out to the Manga Sensei. If you want to learn Japanese a fun, friendly, and freaky way, go over to the Manga Sensei. Try his 30-day Japanese challenge. Johnny's a great guy. Manga Sensei is awesome. It's good fun. And also our good friends at the radio, at the Rebel Radio podcast. You guys are awesome. I love your work. Thank you for everything. You guys are cool. That's it for this episode of Tokyo Munchies, episode number 23. It's been a long haul. I hope you guys enjoyed it and give us some feedback. Send me a voice message here. Be part of my podcast. I'll be sharing this all over the place in a little while. It's a, I'm excited. I'm tired. I'm excited. It's been a long, long way. But yeah, it's great. New format, new way to go. Tokyo Munchies. 
This is Tokyo! As always, Tokyo Munchies, signing off. If you've got the munchies, we've got the munchies. <laughs>